Rosh Chodesh is the first commandment in the book of Exodus. The very first thing God commands the Israelites to do upon leaving Egypt is to mark the new moon. Because the difference between being a slave and a free person is ownership of time. So for all Jews of all bodies and practices, marking the moon is a spiritual and required act. It's June 18th, 2018, and this marking of time helps us all know to show up to record the first night of the Eli Talks. It's also the fifth day of Tammuz, 5778, and this marking of time helps me bring in the wisdom of my ancestors and the spiritual elements of the Hebrew calendar into this moment. I'm on the 27th day of my cycle, and I will start to bleed in a couple of days. This marking of time helps me understand the clock of my body and what's going on for my health, for me, right now. Now I know you're not used to hearing people talk about that in public. <laughs> but trust me, it's totally normal, and so I want you to stay with me. Throughout history, Rosh Chodesh has changed and morphed. But in the medieval times, thanks to rabbis like Rambam and Prike Eliezer, Rosh Chodesh was pronounced a woman's holiday, an extra day every month to sanctify our lives. But because it was a women's holiday, and women didn't historically write their stories down, Rosh Chodesh became the most lawless, ritualist ritual in all of Judaism. We knew to mark time and that it was extra holy for women, but we had no roadmap as to how to practice this ritual. So from the start, Rosh Chodesh was loose and creative and free to interpret. Some women wear white, some women don't do laundry, some get gifts from their husbands, but in the 60s and 70s, traditional observant feminists were looking for a space to come together and learn without pulling away from tradition. So they sifted through Talmud and they found these lines from our rabbis talking about Rosh Chodesh as a women's holiday. They breathed new life into this ritual. They met monthly to sanctify time, to have a space to talk about the Shekhinah, the divine feminine, and put their lives at the center of their spirituality. They created a model for this ritual that I love and now practice today. My own awakening to this ritual started in my mid-20s while I was on a walk with my friend, sharing what was going on in my life. I was like many of my peers, suffering from depression and loneliness and disconnection. I had been a competitive athlete and I was a yoga teacher, but I was still surprised every time my cycle started. That is not being in my body. I had a thriving social life full of events and gatherings, but I still left those feeling alone and like I didn't have a space to actually talk about my life in any sort of meaningful way. And I was cultivating a lot of spirituality through channels that were accessible to me, like secular versions of Eastern tradition, which left me feeling like I was missing a Jewish connection and sad about it because my name is Sarah Michal. I am named for two biblical babes. <laughs> my friend mentioned Rosh Chodesh, and I was surprised I had never heard of it before, despite my conservative American Jewish upbringing. She said that it was a space for personal growth alongside others based on the Kabbalistic themes of that Hebrew calendar month. I was surprised as to why this ritual was kept so quiet. The next month, we gathered eight friends, and we started practicing Rosh Chodesh. It quickly became one of the coolest things I was doing in my life and a ritual that was transforming me as a person. 
We took the same model as the women from the 60s and 70s. We met monthly. We had a rotating leadership model. Every month, someone hosted in her home, and another facilitated the evening based on that Hebrew calendar theme. We shared our voices and our leadership. Every gathering was semi-structured, but always rooted in Jewish wisdom. I've now been in circle with women like this for the past six years, and it has had a profound impact on my life. It's changed the way I'm in relationship with myself and my Judaism and the way that I cultivate community. I became completely obsessed with this ritual and the potential that it has to change the world. I devoured all there was to learn about this ritual, and honestly, I was left a little bit upset at the lack of resources that were available for me and my peers. So instead of staying stuck, I took action. And three years ago, I started an organization that helps coach Rosh Chodesh to women across the religious spectrum. I want to share three stories of women that I've helped coach along the way. Their stories demonstrate the way that women have used this ritual to connect with their bodies and their spirituality and communities. And for the sake of privacy and fun, I've changed their names. <laughs> it's November, the Hebrew month of Tevet. And I get a call from Leah, who lives in LA, works in Hollywood, and has been impacted by the Me Too movement. She's devoured all the news about it, and it's leaving her feeling really anxious. For her circle, she wants to use her leadership and her voice to create a brave space for women to share about their experiences alongside others and to teach others how to just truly listen. In the month of Tevet, we talk about the themes of anger. And Leah creates an experience for her circle where she asks everyone to paint their feelings. There's lots of oranges and reds that fill the space. And the women feel like they have a collective space to process and channel this anger. I talked to Leah the next day, and she told me how powerful and healing it was to have a space to share her story with others. She said, we all breathed together. It made me feel lighter. In Kislev, I heard from Rebecca. She lives on the Upper West Side of New York, and I've watched her go through a really painful fertility journey. It's Hanukkah, and we share the miracles that we wish for. She wishes to become a mother and feels like she has tried everything. I ask her if she's been integrating her body and her spiritual life together. It's a funny question for a secular woman to be asking her Orthodox friend, but we are constantly learning from each other. And sure enough, miracles do come true, and now she has a beautiful baby boy. She said her circle became one of the most profound things in her life. These women watched her go from struggling to becoming pregnant to giving birth and becoming a new mom. Nobody in her life had tracked her body as much as those women that she had met with monthly. And this ritual helped her have a new, loving relationship with her body. In Elul, I hear from Rachel. She lives in Tel Aviv and is a yoga teacher. In Elul, it's the month before Rosh Hashanah, and we spend the entire month practicing something called tshuva, returning to self or connecting to our core. Rachel is no stranger to her body or her spirituality, but she's never found a meaningful way to bring Judaism into her life. She was raised secular, and like many of my peers, is in a complicated relationship with her Judaism. Rachel started tracking the months, and this helped her create a new curiosity for Jewish wisdom. It was her turn to lead her circle, and she wanted to do something a little outside the box for her. She was inspired by the month of Elul, and so she used the themes to create a yoga experience for her circle. 
It's so beautiful. Rachel's been in Circle for a year now, and I love to listen to the way that Rachel talks about tracking Jewish time collectively. She says it grounds her. She says that every time she goes to her circle, it nourishes and revitalizes. This ritual has changed the way Rachel is in relationship with her spiritual life. Like I said, I used to go to events and gatherings and still feel alone. But this model of Rosh Chodesh demands community because I have to take a turn at being a leader. My entire group is responsible for our existence. We all feel like we belong. And even when it's my turn to just show up, that impacts people. One of the many things that I love about Rosh Chodesh it is that it's a radically different model of the way that women are in relationship with each other. By creating these brave spaces, we're chipping away at the old narrative of women being clicky and petty and in competition with each other. Instead, we're creating these circles to have women share their experiences that only lift each other up. In the next couple of years, I want to see thousands of Rosh Chodesh circles pop up all around the world. And I want people to share that they're going to their circle without anybody's eyebrows lifted, but instead an understanding that we are using this ritual to connect with our bodies and our health and our spirituality. Learning to track my body within my Rosh Chodesh circle has had a profound impact on the way that I relate to my own mental health. Every day in my reproductive years, the hormones in my body will change, and I will never wake up feeling the same as I did the day before. With this new awareness of my cycle, I'm able to respond to myself from a place of power, compassion, and choice. And the fact that my body is on the same 29 to 30-day schedule as the Hebrew calendar only deepens my relationship to myself and the Jewish wisdom that was whispered in my ears from my parents and all the Sarahs that I'm named for. Living my life with my spirituality and my body together makes me feel like I'm living in alignment. And this has changed everything about me. I now feel like I'm living a more whole, meaningful, and integrated life. I share my story as a cisgender woman who cycles because I hope that it inspires. But when I'm sharing this powerful ritual, I'm not always talking to people who look like me. I've helped coach Rosh Chodesh to the full spectrum of women, from grandmothers in San Francisco who have encycled in two decades, to transgender women, to women taking hormones or without wombs. Every time, no matter the body of the person, the power of creating these sacred spaces to express womanhood and to mark Jewish time collectively changes people. Look at the world. We're living in a society with a rapidly increasing mental health and disconnection epidemic. But we have a marking of time that is here to help guide us. Rosh Chodesh is a holistic response to this global crisis and a ritual that was created thousands of years ago. I believe the wisdom of our ancestors are calling forth the idea to connect with our bodies and our spiritualities and to do so in community. So for whoever you are, on the next new moon, on the next Rosh Chodesh, mark time. Notice what's happening and how you feel. Find yourself in circle. Remember, this was the first marking of time that God commanded us to do in our moment of liberation. This is a spiritual and required act. Dayeno.